It's the sign that the season is just around the corner. Charlotte Hornets Media Day. It happened today. What did Steve Clifford have to say about his new roster? Will P.J. Washington have a new role? We'll discuss it all today on the Locked On Hornets podcast. We're Locked On Hornets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. In a minute, cuz we live. We live. We live. <laughs> It is a big day in Charlotte Hornets land. It's a big day for Locked On Hornets with a bunch of different things going on. First off, we are back to being a daily show. Now we are going to be here every weekday. Doug is playing a road game. He's at the beach (laughs) doing the vacation thing. (laughs) So this is the week that they decide to do the family vacay, but that's all right. He's got a baby. You can't plan this stuff. Hey, this is not, uh, this was on the, I've had this on the calendar for years uh, just Mm -hmm. because locked on decided to go back to every day for the NBA is not my problem. Um, I'm here now. That's what's important. Let's focus on that. Yeah, so Doug's playing a road game, but he is playing. That is the point. He is not out. He's not on the bench. He is actively playing on the court with us. I just came back from media day. I was hosting with WFNZ from 10 to 2 p.m., 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. So that was awesome. Hosting at the scores table. Doug, I almost sat where Big Pat did. I was basically just a chair to the right, but... I didn't feel like I was worthy of it, so I didn't try to steal that chair. Oh, you gotta, yeah, you okay. gotta dispense with that. In fact, I think you, you yeah. know, you, you gotta start throwing your weight around, my friend. I mean, you're you got some pictures <laughs> of you in the Spectrum Center. You're big time in it right now. You're big time in it. You need to be big patented. Get you need to soak up those vibes, man. I mean, that, I would have been like, I would like that chair. In fact, no one sit within five feet of me because my oh. hot take. That's why I don't go on the radio though, because I'm too dangerous for the radio. They don't want me there. No, yeah, I'm about to say you're you're way too dangerous. That's probably not very becoming of me. If I tell everybody to sit five feet away from me and I'm the only one that gets the big bad chair, especially as we're trying to figure out what the hell's going to go on with WFNZ. Awesome. Nonetheless, though, to sit there on the court while players are getting their photos taken, doing the whole photo shoot thing. And I'll allow that to lead us into just basically the, the story that came in before media day quote started rolling out there. Hornets signed Leangelo Ball to a non-guaranteed deal, and Leangelo was in the building, actually taking a picture with LaMelo. Those guys posing with one another, and this was after, I think, LaMelo did his individual photo shoot. Leangelo, I believe, wearing 18. That was the jersey he had on earlier today. So there you go. I know some people were asking because in that picture I tweeted out, he had his arms crossed. You couldn't see it. So Leangelo, a part of this team, Doug, um, to be fair, A lot of other guys that were on the E10 contracts, training camp invites, they were here too. And so when I tweeted that photo out of LaMelo and LiAngelo taking a photo together, it was it was kind of, I guess, seen as, oh, wait, he really actually might make the active roster. And I guess that's true. I just don't know if that photo was evidence of it. It's just he's, he's going back to training camp. He's going to be playing alongside some other training camp invites, his brother, and the Hornets are giving him another shot on a non-guaranteed deal, which allows them to move on if they want to. Still, though, Leangelo, baby, Ball Brothers back in the fold. Well, it's another opportunity, Walker, and it's a different opportunity, right? He's got a, a new coach uh, that could uh, maybe help him or or at least see something in Leangelo that maybe James Borrego didn't. 
to, to say that there's not any shot of Leangelo Ball becoming the 13th, 14th, or 15th man on this roster, I think would be silly. I mean, he's got an inside track because, you know, you remember, Walker, that they kept a lot of the player development coaches that have probably worked closer with Leangelo than some of the newer coaches uh, that have come in. Uh, so they've seen Leangelo a lot more. They're, they're comfortable with what he can do and what he can't do. But who knows, man, training camp, it's all about having an opportunity, a chip in a chair. Uh, so, yeah, it was, it was fun to see Leangelo there, and I think he'll have an opportunity to make this roster. Yeah, we've got a lot to get to over the next week. That's what happens with Media Day. Everybody has something interesting to say, and even if you don't, we still talk about it. So as the week goes on, <laughs> as the week goes on, we'll try to comb through all of the details. Let's get to some of the major storylines, though. Okay, so LiAngelo Ball signs with the Hornets, non-guaranteed deal. We've got that. I think the next big one is center watch, Doug. Yeah. <laughs> I, I did not expect Nick Richards to... I mean, be like one of the top three storylines coming from media day, Steve Clifford availability, but he kind of is Rod Boone. When I attended the coaches luncheon on Friday, Rod Boone asked Steve Clifford the question, Hey, who is the guy that's really shown up and, and made an impression on you? He said, Nick Richards, he's gotten a lot better. He said something like that again today with a lot more, you know, media there during media day, Nick Richards backup center right now as Mason Plumlee starts, Steve Clifford giving Richards that vote of confidence and Mark Williams, the first round draft pick granted rookie hadn't even played an NBA game yet, but still it's Mason, Nick, and not hearing a whole lot about Mark, man. What do you make of this center talk? Well, Clifford doesn't say things just off off the cuff like I mean he thinks a lot about what he's going to say and he's careful about what he says and what he doesn't say and he hasn't really given us any indication as to like playing groups or you know he says all of that's going to develop right throughout this week and and the next couple of weeks but but he did go out and say that yeah if, if the season were to start today it's Mason Plumley and Nick Richards so you have to ask yourself why would he do that and maybe you know maybe he is like super ultra hyping up Nick Richards and he loves it and he's hitching his wagon to this Nick Richards development project Project. I personally have been watching Nick Richards for a few seasons now. I haven't seen that. Now, could something have changed? Possibly. I'm open. I'm keeping all of my options open here for players uh, to, to change the game up now that there's a new coaching regime in-house. Uh, but I think what's more likely, Walker, is that this is a case of, of a rookie, Mark Williams, coming in and, and having, you know, from the perspective of the coaching staff, having to earn his spot in the rotation. Remember, Mark Williams was drafted number 15 not number one. There's no guarantee about playing time when you're drafted number 15. You got to come in and earn it. There was a big word that was floating around the center battle and, and really the whole media day for in terms of Clifford, and that's physicality. And so I think this was a challenge to Mark Williams. Come into training camp, get ready, and, and be available and be physical, and you can earn a spot. Yeah, I don't expect Mark Williams at least right now, unless he makes a big change to break the rotation at the beginning part of the season. Because I asked Steve Clifford on FNZ earlier today, what do you think of Mark Williams in the immediate? And what do you think of Mark Williams in the future? Of course, Steve Clifford talks about the future first, says, I think he has excellent potential. I think he's going to be a really good player. But when talking about him immediately, he shifted gears to Mason is going to start. Nick Richards is going to be that backup because of how much he's impressed. You know, Doug, 
at the luncheon, one thing I wor- was worried a little about with Steve, and I most of the time he was saying, you know, really, really nice things that the offense isn't going to change too much. You want to keep this as a running team. We're going to fine tune this. He actually gave us specifics on how he wants to change the offense too, like how they actually weren't great in transition after makes, after misses. They were really good. So like. It's not just the whole blanket, oh, you know, we'll, we'll change a little bit, but we're going to keep stuff large, largely the same. No, like he had specifics. One of the things that worries me about what Steve Clifford has told us is he called Kelly Oubre one of their better defenders, and he was downright awful last year. But I was actually soothed a little more by Kelly Oubre's comments today hmm. when Kelly said he talked with Coach Clifford and that they that that Steve said Kelly was actually a pest back in the day defensively like not last year and then kelly admitted to having that have fallen off last season that he did not play with the same defensive maybe intensity or it just wasn't the same type of impact awareness for for sure the awareness wasn't there for kelly last season right right and so that that made me feel a little better like i'm hoping steve wasn't saying last year kelly was amazing and you know i have my problems with it even before but you also have this nick rich nick richards player evaluation stuff and you know it's like all right you know, well, it's not like that's not what we've seen so far. Maybe some people have seen some Nick Richards potential, and I guess it's there, but it's you know not exactly what we would have gone with. Well, the key word there is seen, and 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 I don't know for sure if Mark Williams was as available at the Hornets training facilities as some of these other players were, but there seems to be a general sense that a lot of players were in Charlotte. And I haven't seen any pictures of Mark Williams from the Hornets, you know, accounts, you know, where they've been tweeting some of these photos of different players. I have seen Bryce McGowan's. I have seen Nick Mm -hmm. Richards. And so, uh, again, without knowing definitively that Mark Williams hasn't been around, but that could be an issue here, that Nick Richards has been available. We know that for sure. uh, And that, uh, that Steve Clifford has seen a lot of Nick Richards. And so maybe this is a case of, hey, look, Mark, if you want to go train with your own people, that's fine. But now you come into training camp, you got to show me. And and I was watching the clip of of Rod Boone sort of relaying this information to Mark Williams, and, and I could kind of see on Mark Williams' face, he's like, "All right, I get it, I get it, and I'm going to show you in training camp." And now the the onus is on Mark Williams, and and I think you know, what you're scared about with Clifford is that it feels like he always does this to rookies. He always challenges them in that way. And some people can respond well to that. And some people don't respond. They they like to have that respect of like, give me the, you've seen what I can do in college. Give me the playing time. Give me the chance and I'll show you there. And, and so, uh, but I think Mark Williams is the kind of player that will respond. And we've seen, by the way, we've seen Steve Clifford uh, heap praise on Mark Williams and his work ethic and I, to me, this is just a little bit of rookie tra- you know, training camp goading. Yeah, and I don't know if Mark Williams was gone. And I know you weren't saying that definitively. I and maybe he did say that that he did say a lot of the players were here in Charlotte. Yep. You know, PJ Washington did a lot of traveling this offseason, but also did a lot of working out. He said earlier today that he went to two a days, hired his own personal chef, and I'll allow that. Uh, us to, to transition into body muscle watch oh all of the different views that we have on the players and muscle how maybe watch. they've been able to muscle transform uh, what is it? a chicken wing watch for us is that oh, yeah is, is that yeah. what we yeah. yeah i've been doing some push-ups out on the sand 
<laughs> yeah, it, it was all over the place. Like Thor's gained a couple of pounds. That's right. great. Um, perfect. You know, the, it seems like all the players that should have lost weight lost weight, and all the players that should yeah. have gained weight gained weight. Uh, PJ dropped a couple of LBSs. That that's going to help him, obviously. He uh, looks defend. the most different. But let's let, let's let's get to that in the next segment. You are, you got a cl- you got a close up look, so you would know you were sitting right next to him. Yeah. All right. Coming up next, locked on Hornets. Don't go to sleep on the Hornets just yet. Let's we'll talk a little more about the body transformations, the muscle watch season, all of that good stuff. Plus, we will get to some of their reactions to the Miles Bridges questions they were asked uh, across really all the players. Steve Clifford had some stuff to say about it too. So we'll get to that in just a moment. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your pro and college football betting needs and sports info this season. You can find all the latest football league developments, game matchups, news, and podcasts. BetOnline is also your continued source for all your sport wagering information that includes live betting, esports, and scores. It's the fastest and the easiest way to check in on all your favorite sports and events. That includes the MLB, MMA, boxing, even golf. And you can head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and the action. BetOnline, where the game starts. More Hornets Media Day conversation coming up next. Locked on Hornets. Is locked on Hornets. I'm glad we have YouTube now for everybody to see just how bold you are. Can you give us a gun show flash real quick? Oh, yeah. And you, man, look, look, at look, look at that look drape. That's 100% grade A. Look, here I am doing it. Look at these noodle arms right here. Look, they just flow. We got it. This is a lesson. Yep. Yeah. If you want long, chicken wings? Arms. Yeah, if you're if you've been starving for some chicken wings, this is the show for you, folks. <laughs> YouTube.com yeah. I mean, forward slash chicken wings. It's time for more of the Locked On Hornets podcast. All right, I've got the exact quotes uh, from Steve Clifford when he was asked about the center rotation. He said, "We need physicality. We struggled with screening and rebounding." I love our preseason schedule to help gauge ourselves with it. It's going to play out. Uh, to uh, to me, this, us, is re- right? this is was... really simple. I, I don't think you should be scared. Look, if Mark Williams can't beat out Nick Richards, based on what we've seen from Nick Richards historically, then, then he doesn't deserve to be in the rotation immediately. That, that's it. That's plain as day for me. That's fair, but also that that means that you're trusting Steve Clifford to play the right guys in that. And I'm not saying you shouldn't, but sometimes, for instance, with James Brago, right? We talked about this. Sometimes I thought other guys should have been playing, and I didn't agree with his evaluation of the roster. And it's like, wait, why is this guy playing in these types of minutes? But so as long as that reigns true, as long as he actually is going with Nick Richards because Nick Richards has outperformed Mark Williams and he's just being a better basketball player, then fine, we'll, we'll roll with Nick Richards well, as a backup center. You got to come at me with a player that Steve Clifford buried that turned out to be a way better rotational player, and and don't say Malik Monk because that to me that's not that's not okay. the case. <laughs> 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 okay, okay. Well, that conversation comes to an end. Um, let's get to Malik Monk was a part of Muscle Watch season. Like he was a Muscle was. Watch MVP the third year he came in, put on 20 pounds of muscle. I thought I saw it, but I will say PJ Washington had the biggest transformation. Dude got thinner. Good. And not nearly as thick, in my opinion. And he even said it, right? He said he lost like 12 pounds. He was like at 240, something like that. He said he's been you know, now weighing in at 230 because he did hire a chef. He made sure he got his nutrition right. And Doug, we've talked about this so much, but you and I both love it so much. If you, if you just want 
the right type of mindset from a specific player point to it and say, that's what I want every player in the world to go through in some of their situation, whatever it may be. PJ embracing defense on Twitter where it's funny like he's actually talking yep. trash and hyping himself up off of how good of a defender he is it's not any like dunk highlights it's not him you know yamming on people it's him locking dudes up and tweeting out some of those video montages like that's what you love to see him actually make sure his nutrition is right he's so excited man like that's the thing I got first impression meeting with him today that guy talking before we went on the air too. PJ's really excited. Like, man, I'm ready to go. Like, and it seems genuine. That that's the kind of stuff that you love to see and hope translates into wins or at least some some individual grown value from him. I think it's really smart. I mean, he understands the opportunity that's in front of him and he understands that there's an opportunity when you play defense because this team doesn't have a lot of people who really focus in on defense. And, oh, by the way, they've just brought in a coach, Steve Clifford, who does love defensive physicality and players that can defend multiple positions. He values that. He plays that. Uh, and so, yeah, he's recognizing, hey, this this could be a turning point in my career. And, and Clifford spoke on it as well. I mean, you know, he said, I've been really happy with P.J. He's going to be a big part of this team. If we're going to take a big step, he's going to be on the floor 28 to 30 minutes. He can play both ends, gives you versatility and defends perimeter players. He's a talented player. And so for P.J. to come on your show and tell you that – you know, I, I am a defender. That's who I am now. He is declaring his identity. And the Hornets, honestly, they need more players to come out and say, this yeah. is who I am. This is what I'm about. Clearly define what you, what you are so that Clifford can play you to those strengths. And Cody Martin embraces it too. Had a chance to talk with him. Really, you know what else is cool about Cody Martin? What we get to, we'll get to the Miles Bridges thing in just a moment. But just kind of going rapid fire a little bit. Just Cody Martin discussing how he wants to do whatever it takes for the team to win. He discussed how he had never shot three pointers in his in his entire basketball life until yeah. he came to the Charlotte Hornets. You know, and I, I actually. I didn't play against the Martin twins when they were at Davie County. So Davie County had an AU team. I was with the express at the time and they were a year younger and everybody would come in and watch them put on a dunk show after we were done playing. So him getting to just dunk on people in high school because you can handle the ball at six, nine or six, seven, whatever he is. And then, you know, just slam on people. Like you're not going to shoot all that much. And and so he did that Nevada anyways, to shoot 38% on the season last year, he continues to say, I'm, I'm still putting up a ton of shots, but I'm going to do whatever it takes because I understand my role. And, and my role is to kind of adapt to whatever is asked of me to help the team win. Yeah, I mean, well, here's uh, so just kind of zooming out on that Cody Martin uh, take and the PJ take and uh, and Lamelo who who uh, revealed that he's working on a few things in his game, finishing at the rim, getting fouled more. Uh, you know, Clifford yeah, talked about awesome. how if he could get three free throw attempts or more a game, that's going to be a game changer for him. And I take game changer to mean all going from all star to all NBA. It's all about I think it's all about raising that points per game, honestly, and playing a little bit better defense, uh, which which. Clifford said LaMelo recognized that as well, that there needs to be a little bump there too. But that's how you get from – that's how you go from all-star to all-NBA. And, and LaMelo has been working with a rules official uh, to figure some of this stuff out, to get fouled more. I think it's it's some savvy stuff that's going on. Yeah. But here's the 30,000-foot thir- 30, view. 
everybody seems to have the right mindset. Everybody seems to be focusing on the things that they need to focus on to get this team into a more balanced position. They're already good on offense. They're probably going to be pretty good. Even without Miles Bridges, I think this team is probably pretty good on offense. How do they get to be pretty good on defense from very, they went for, they were very bad on defense. How do they get to pretty good in this next season? Everyone seems to have the right mindset. Do they have enough talent? Probably not. But they have the right mindset, and that's what I gather from this media day. Well, well, let's just go down this road a little bit more and then get to Miles in the third segment because it's not like the team had a ton of revealing comments on Miles Bridges anyway. It's something that we knew. But as we talk about improving defensively, that's something I did ask Steve Clifford. I think we talked about it on this podcast. Hey, here we are discussing how good he can be offensively, which I love that, by the way. Like getting LaMelo to the free throw line more and having that 80% come with him. That's going to that's that's going to be huge offensively. And so hopefully he can finish better at the rim, but also just even get to the charity stripe more defensively. I asked Steve Clifford how he could become a better defender. That's because that's Steve's calling card. He said, just get in better position, you know, on drives, get in better position. But he's got the capability to stay in front of people, but did discuss, hey, he can read the game defensively and He's excellent at getting steals, and Steve Clifford really values turning the other team over in a way that LaMelo clearly has demonstrated. If, if we talk about LaMelo's defensive problems, it has never been that. Like, LaMelo definitely has the ability to go steal the basketball. It seems like Steve Clifford has the right expectations for where LaMelo can take his game defensively because I think if, if Steve Clifford had come in and said, hey, I want to completely transform the way LaMelo plays defense, and I, I think I can turn him into, like, a top-ten defensive player, then I'd have been like, what, what's, what's going on here? What are we doing? Because that's not that's not going to happen. Uh, and, and you need LaMelo to be such a huge part of the offense that uh, to ask him to also be an elite defender would be, I think, uh, would be folly. Like, you, you just wouldn't get the results, and, and there would be tension there. What I think I've heard from Clifford and LaMelo is that they seem to be communicating it on the same wavelength. We'll see if that plays out once the games start happening, right? Once LaMelo, you know, if he takes a bunch of chances on D and ends up letting, uh, uh, you know, people blow by him because he went for a steal and and it leads to a bunch of paint points, you know, will, will all of that nice talk and good communication uh, still hold. We have to see if that's going to happen. But at least for now on Media Day, on day one of, of this new season, um, everybody seems to be on the same page about expectations and, and everyone seems to have been meeting with everyone. And, and that's that's positive. I would have been very frightened if people came in and said, yeah, you know, uh, we're, we're going to figure it out in training camp. You know, I haven't really talked to, to, to Coach Cliff yet. You know, we'll, we'll get all that stuff figured out. Then I'd be worried. Um, but it seems like everybody's taking advantage of the, you know, kind of time crunch that you have when you hire a coach so late in the in the offseason and they're taking advantage of it but and and not because it's the fault of the coach or the players but the players even Terry Rogier when we had a chance to talk with him earlier today you know they admit they don't know a ton about Steve Clifford like we asked Terry about they gonna his, know his, they gonna <laughs> they, know very yeah, quickly they, they gonna know they will. And, and they, as far as when I asked Terry that, that question, he was worried about getting caught in comparisons between Steve Clifford and JB. I was like, Terry, we're not going to do that to you, man. I'm not trying to ask you to say, Hey, James Borrego is some bad dude or whatever. Like, I think that's what he was worried about having a, a quote misquoted or something. Mm-hmm. But I just asked him, Hey, like, what do you think about Steve Clifford's philosophy? What comes to mind in your conversations that you've had with Steve? And he said, Oh yeah, no, like I, I am ready for the defensive 
defensive end of the floor to be embraced. He said, I had a chance to talk with Steve, I think, in Vegas, too. And I think even Steve revealed that. And so, you know, that's something that starts with me. He owned up to that in his media availability. Something that starts with me. I need to be better on that end of the floor. And he needs to, you know, continue to lead um, by example and maybe even um, Mm. being more of of a vocal leader. Mm -hmm. So that's some of the stuff that Terry talked about. Well, that's fine. Um, right. There was a lot of talking, and that's all you can do at Media Day. You can't put the ball on the floor. Yeah. All you can do is talk. You can talk about – I asked. I wanted a basketball. I wanted to put it on the floor, but you can't do it. Well, see, again, yeah, I think you got to take that ball, man. You can't you, – you, you're you you're giving up Big Pat's chair. You're not – got to just grab the basketball and go to the hoop, baby, go hard to the hole. <laughs> um, but here's the thing. Like, you, you can talk all you want to, but we've had two straight play-ins now where there was a lot of talking, a lot of yapping, and not a lot of uh, winning. So, you know, that I, I don't – if if Terry wants to make a commitment on the defensive end of the floor, I think it's great to say on media day, I got to see it in the preseason. I want to see it early. I, you know, I don't, if I come away from the preseason, I'm like, well, I really haven't seen much improvement from LaMelo or Terry on the defensive end of the floor, then I'm going to pretty much assume that that's going to be how it is for the entirety of the regular season. And, I, and then I think that puts a, a pretty big ceiling or a pretty low ceiling on what the Hornets can do this season if neither of those players are really going to, going to commit to the defensive end of the floor, or at least commit to the same level that they did last season. So uh, talking great. I want to see it. A lot of this is show me. All right. Lots of conversation about everybody on this Hornets media day. So coming up next on the lockdown Hornets podcast, don't go to sleep on the Hornets just yet. We're going to talk about Steve Clifford's plan with Gordon Hayward, and we'll give you some of the players and Steve Clifford's reaction to the miles bridges situation. That's coming up next on lockdown Hornets is locked on Hornets. Walker, sometimes you don't have to have the best package. Sometimes you just have to have the only package. If you wait, or this is uh, if my dating life uh, taught me anything, sometimes you just have to wait around long enough until you're the only thing remaining. And then suddenly you look pretty great in comparison. It's time for more of the Locked on Hornets podcast. So, Miles Bridges, huge topic of discussion surrounding this team. You don't have your leading scorer from last year. You don't have a guy that was about to get $30 million a year, a max contract, because of the way that he was able to produce on the court and at that age. He's not here because he was charged with felony domestic violence and they're still trying to figure out exactly, you know, what to do in this situation. That is the Charlotte Hornets, as his case is continued constantly quite literally there are now three continuances that we've had during that trial process and they're letting the legal process play out at this point and it's happened leaking into media day so asking steve clifford how do you handle this all steve clifford is telling us is that he's going to coach the guys that are here and then when he says we're trying to form an identity you know i ask him how different it is how hard it is to kind of form that identity without miles bridge and he said yeah it, it is difficult but all we can do is figure out how how to coach these guys that are here the best way possible doug i know you have some of the other comments from players that were asked about miles whether it be Lamelo, whether it be pj or kelly Oubre. and by the way we've already had the you know twitter geniuses saying well, why are we even asking these questions of the players and coaches well hey genius this is one of the better players on the charlotte hornets and he's not there available for media day and and it's because of a pretty serious some pretty serious allegations uh that he's facing uh i'm sorry I, I laughed 
I laughed at your introduction. Hey, genius. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just like, I'm just like sick of it. I'm just sick of it, man. So yeah, that's yeah. why these questions are being asked. They're fair questions. Even if you know you're not going to get, um, a, you know, a response uh, that's that detailed, it's the responsibility of the media to continue asking these questions until you get that detailed response, until they feel like they can give it. Um, so, well, and, yeah. and, and by the way, yeah. the media knows, man, like who we're asking, like, it's not, you know, what, what's taking place. Nobody kept at it. You know, nobody like once you got that, you moved on. I asked a couple questions about how you fill that void, how you try. Is there any pressure that's added on because of what's taking place with Miles Bridges not being here after you really thought he was? And so, right. yeah. Anyways, go ahead. All right, hey, so genius. Go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, geniuses. Here's here's the rundown on what everyone had to say at Media Day. Uh, Clifford essentially said what he said uh, to Rod Boone in that interview, the one-on-one interview that, that he had before media day. He said this is a legal situation that's playing out. He can't comment. P.J. Washington was asked about it. He says the team doesn't really talk about the Miles Bridges situation, uh, but that P.J. has reached out to him to see how he was doing. Kelly Oubre said uh, no comment, that it was too personal. Terry Rozier said, quote, just me knowing Miles, I know he's handling this situation the best way that he can, so I'm just sending him my prayers. And then finally, LaMelo Ball, when asked about this, said, quote, I miss him for sure. I've been talking to him day in and day in, just seeing what it is. But other than that, I haven't heard too much. Uh, Steve Reed uh, of the AP then asked, how much of a blow would it be if he's not here? To which LaMelo responded, quote, I'm hoping we get him. Not really trying to throw any negative energy, just keeping it positive, unquote. Yeah, look, we'll keep it real about the players' comments. Some of them, you could obviously say when LaMelo says, I want Miles Bridges back, I hope we get him back. When you hear that kind of comment, you, it might rub you the wrong way, and I understand that. At the same time, these guys are going to be way too close to Miles Bridges that any opinion they have is going to be biased. And that's just how it is. How it would be if my brother was accused of this. I would really hate it because it's somebody that you grow up with. It's somebody that you've become extremely close to in however long of a capacity that you have grown that relationship with that person. So when it, well, yeah, the, the person that matters the most here when we ask this question or these questions about Miles Bridges, it's Mitch Kupchak and Michael Jordan. Jordan, if he'd ever become you know available for media which isn't going to take place so it's it's really it's really mitch and, and steve steve to a lesser degree right like we can go down the line of the hierarchy here but mitch kupchak is responsible for personnel decisions and mitch kupchak hasn't taken those questions on miles bridges yet not not at least in this type of forum media day or whatever so anyways yeah like we, we know what it is and and i'm not surprised to hear some of the players say that given their close relationship to miles yeah you know it's it's clear to me not just from hornets media day but some other media days uh, where there are some uncomfortable topics um including in uh, Minnesota, where Aaron Gordon is answering, or Denver, where Aaron Gordon is answering questions about his reaction to the, the Anthony uh, Edwards uh, tweet that he was fined for for uh, making homophobic slurs, uh, to Boston, where they're facing a lot of questions about Ime Adoka, who was just suspended for the entire year, to this, and what it reveals to me is that uh, these uh, th- that there is no like a uh, script that these players are being given by the organization. They're coming out and telling you um, either telling you nothing or telling you how they feel. Uh, I think 
probably the the safest comment uh, and probably the comment that all of the players should have uh, gravitated towards, uh, you know, if they didn't want to make headlines, would have been Kelly Oubre saying, no comment, this is too personal. We don't know how much information, by the way, that these players have about this situation. They, they A few of them mentioned that they've talked to Miles Bridges, uh, but if Miles Bridges has good legal representation, that good legal representation almost certainly is telling him not to speak about this situation with any uh, players or, or any friends or any probably any family, anyone. Uh, you just don't talk about these legal situations as they, they continue on. So I, I think people assume that, you know, these players have talked to Miles and they know all about it and, and they, they know what's really going on. But that, that absolutely is it might not be the case. And so they're just coming out and saying tr- maybe possibly truthfully that, hey, I don't know what's going on. I know I'm friends with Miles Bridges and, and that's that. Uh, but probably should have just – I think probably should have just said yeah. what – what uh, the frustrating thing. The frustrating thing is saying nothing. Um, but but until there are more details out, they probably should have just said nothing. Yeah, and that's something that Ke- – I, I agree with you. Kelly Oubre saying, hey, no comments, too personal right now. You know what? It's probably the best way you can roll with. So Kelly Oubre putting that out there. Go ahead. Well, I'm just – I'm with you. Like, I'm not – I would say that my opinion on on Lamelo's comments um, and Terry's comments uh, specifically, because they did they did go into it a little bit, is like I don't particularly care what they have to say on this situation. I think it's more important because they can't take any action, right? Like Lamelo can't take any action based on what we find out about this situation. Terry can't do anything. It's really up to Mitch. Uh, Cupcheck, the front office and the ownership of this team and the NBA to decide what the appropriate um, punishment should be. Uh, so, I, I, you know, I, do, I don't really care what, what they have to say, um, and, but I hope in the future as we get more information, if they do decide in the future to share their comments, I, I hope, th- you know, uh, that, that they are thoughtful with those comments. Yeah, same here. Because um, it matters what they say. It does, you know. It, it does. That, I, I, yeah. I, I'm not, you know, it, it, it does matter what the best player on your team has to say when another great player on the team is, is faced with these. It does matter. But if they're going to say something, I think it needs to be a, a little bit more thoughtful than that's, that's my friend and I'm sure he's handling this situation the best way that he can. I think it's got to be, if you're going to speak on it, it needs to be a little bit more thoughtful than that. There, there are ways to say the right thing here. I don't want to paint a picture that there's no way to say the right thing, even if it might be hard, especially in a situation where you are very close to Miles Bridges. It doesn't matter. Like there, there are certainly ways that you can say the right thing, and that's what hopefully we'll hear in the future when these guys are pressed on that a little bit more so. All right, there's still a lot more to get to that we learned from Media Day. Um, Gordon Hayward, there's a new plan for him from Steve Clifford, but we're going to save that for the rest of the week. We're going to leave Doug back to doing the whole family vacay thing. No, I don't want I don't want your hot take on Gordon Hayward. Come you're, you're gonna, on, you're gonna I go, get... It's a flaming hot plan. Get out of here. Hey, here's a plan. Play Gordon Hayward. Hey, you're paying, you're paying Gordon Hayward a jillion dollars. Play yeah. him. That's that should be the plan. Get out of here, plan. All right. Why don't uh, what do, what do you got planned for today, Doug? You going out on the beach? You hanging out some more? You got some family card games on the docket? What's up? You know, hey man, I might be joining you uh, soon from the studio. This uh, this hurricane. I mean, you know, uh, it's, it seems like it might be heading right for us. So I don't know. We might have to be traveling back soon. Who knows? All right. Um, well, goodness gracious. Be safe. You are, yeah, and yeah, everyone out there, be safe. Don't don't stick around for hurricanes. So um, yeah, it's you know my 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 final thought is 
uh, on this media day if I don't get to speak to you again uh, before the end of the week or ever. Uh, my final thought is that. <laughs> I hated that. Thank you for putting me in that situation. <laughs> my, fi- that. my final thought is that everyone came into this media day and said the right thing. And that we shouldn't take that for granted because you can look around at some of these other media days. I'll, I'll point out Christian Wood not being on the same page uh, in his new spot in Dallas with whether he's going to start or not. Jason Kidd oh, saying, yeah, that's no, so he's going to be six man. And Christian Wood being like, well, it's the first time I've heard of it. So, like, you can do this badly. You can do Plus, this we badly. we heard this, like, months ago. Remember, we heard that JaVale might actually start months ago. It's not well, the first you know, we're hearing of it. It's I get not. it. But what I'm saying is you can do yeah. this badly. The Hornets did not do this badly, but – that's not a guarantee of anything. It just means that you got step one right. Um, but but do you have enough talent? And Walker disappeared. Uh, so, you know, maybe that's, that's a sign to end this episode. Hey, thanks for watching Locked on Hornets. I'm going to send it back to Walker for the rest of the week, but I will be back with you as well. Thanks for tuning in. Go check out Locked on NBA. Uh, they are keeping tabs on all of the media day action. Until then, uh, I, well, I'm the only one left, so I get to do the sign-off. I'll say... Go to everyhornetsboxscore.com right now where I'm going to post my entire notebook. <laughs> Get the shameless plug in while Walker's not around. And then I'll also say this, go Hornets, go America. Let's swarm Charlotte.